Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your for show. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm Nikki Glazer. We are here in St. Louis. Andrew Collin is here. What's up, Andrew? What's up, Nick? Yo. <laughs> Noah is in Arizona. Noah, was you're in a different space today. Today. Mentally, I'm- physically. Uh, not really mentally. Physically, oh, okay. I'm in New York. Oh, you are? Yeah, I, are I went to there? visit my dad. So he's storing oh. me in this little room. Well, that's, you got a good setup there. Thanks. It's like you got a good mic stand. This is the only part of the house that doesn't have some like weird Romanian relic on the wall. <laughs> What's <laughs> like so- an example of a Romanian re- relic? He has like, these, I like, wouldn't even like, know what weird, like dolls, like weird dolls okay. and figurines yes. and things. <laughs> You have really white teeth too. Have you been whitening? No. Recently? I think it's just Oh my just, god, they look just so white. Oh, thanks. It might be. Well, I need to get that ring light. Well, tooth whitening is so interesting because you it works and your teeth look white cuz I use the little light, you mm-hmm. know, you put the stuff and I put it in my Invisalign trays and then I just hold on to the light oh. and I redo the light over and over. Like it says to do it for 3 minutes, but I just keep going. And then my <laughs> teeth will be so white and then the second I have a beverage that is that second I gargle with Diet Cola. 
Yeah. Is cola? What am I? It's yeah. What's going on over there? You had some um, pop? Yeah, some tab. When I, um, Did you call it pop as a kid? That's a, a big thing I remember. No. Remember when you were younger? Oh, you call it pop? Yeah, I call that it was, soda. I remember one, the first time I ever went to an open mic night with my dad to see what the, the what it was like. Andy Woodhull, who is a comedian that is still out and about, he's so good. His he it was his first time doing stand up, and that night I saw him go up, and I like loved his joke. He was like, "I think the next civil war is going to be over, whether you called it so soda or pop." <laughs> and I thought that was a, I was I remember I went up to him afterwards, and I was like, "I really like that joke about the civil war." And it was his first time on stage, which I did not know, <laughs> and he never forgot it. And then I ended up being a, obviously a comic on the scene, and he was like. You were the one that came out to me on my first time I ever did stand up and told me that joke was good. And uh, that's why he's still doing it today. Probably. I mean, it may, it maybe. Yeah. I'm not even lying. Like, I know. That's how much it, it, it matters when someone, especially like a young, cute girl, probably at the, for, you know, he was a young, cute boy, was probably like. He's like, yes. that's why I've written 30 hours on soda and pop. <laughs> what did you call it? I mean, Florida, I think, is a soda land, right? It's think, yeah, soda. Yeah. Soda, for sure. I think I pop get, is more East Coast. Is that right, Noah? Were you a pop? I thought pop I never was called it pop. Chicago, Midwest. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Well, I grew up in Ohio and yeah. uh, Missouri. We called it soda. Hmm. My cousins called it pop. Yeah. Let me get a pop. When we moved here, there were a lot of things that people said that we were just like, what the fuck? Like white what, trash. Was, <laughs> get out of here. Honestly, you. white trash is one of them. <laughs> that they burned in our zoysia. Yard is that the? the I like the idea of someone getting grass. A white person getting more mad at another white per another person being even whiter. White trash is so mean, (laughs) but it's so it's such a good it's a crispy word. It really is white trash. Uh, Trash is just like it's got it's one syllable yet it has so much trash because white is kind of looked at as angelic and oh white you know for a wedding and then trash. Yes. It's a nice combo. It's a nice balance. Well, that is an interesting thing that you say that that was one of the words in C- Cincinnati we called white trash hillbillies. Oh. And here in St. Louis, they call them mayor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what do you think they call them in St. Louis? Like white trash. Hmm. And not the word white trash. No, I know. I uh rednecks. No, that's. I think that's more. That's a Florida South, thing. and that's yeah. more like celebrating. Like I'm a redneck. It's not like derogatory. <laughs> yeah. Um, Hoosiers. Oh. Where, whereas in Ohio, Hoosiers were like that's the Indiana team. That's the that's the the movie about the guys cycling. Yes. You know that, but but in but here we moved here and no one used hillbilly and we were. I mean, we had songs about hillbillies. My sister made a song that was like, hillbillies, busting up the town. Hillbillies, running naked all around. Hillbillies, having lots of fun. Hillbillies, gotta get one. I don't know why you gotta get one. Yeah. Hillbillies, busting up the town. Hillbillies, running naked all around. Hillbillies, having lots of fun. Hillbillies, gonna get one. I had an espresso. Dude, you got some That's cardio good, right? that little jig. That was good. That was fun. <laughs> My sister used to do a, like a jig where she would yeah. almost very similar to that. Oh, it's That's a fun, incredible that that elicit, nice that came jig. out of you. I just want to hold a um, not a teapot. What are those? A jug. Oh yeah. What is it? they call it? Something else? A jug? Oh, man, a canteen. Oh, that's another. I think there's two different names for canteen. Oh, my biggest uh, word that I used to fuck up was um, that people go, "What did you say? Where are you from?" <laughs> was um, C O M P A S S. Wait, what's that? C O M P A S S. How do you say it? C O oh, compass. Yeah, people say compass, but to me, I was like, 
It's not C-U-M. It's compass. Oh, or I thought you were going to say compass. Oh. On my chest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a a little valley. It's the compass. It's the never-ending story (laughs) where the two things shoot. It's a flash flood coming down. Um, Um, Yeah, I I don't... Canteen... I love the canteen. I love the feel of a canteen. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that metal. And then you would put like a cover over. I don't know. There was a very nice texture. Kirsten had one in her basement, and we used to film um, a video of a homeless man (laughs) who had a record release. Wait, 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 wait. wait. (laughs) I think I talked about it before. I don't think you said this before. Okay, so there was this. We did a a series of (laughs) videos. We were... I'm again. I hate to brag, but I was. We were so funny. Kirsten's one of the funniest people alive, and so she really inspired a lot of this. But um, we had this canteen. We would put on a bunch of coats, and then I would sit on the stairs and play my canteen and just like go oh oh," and just kind of like grunt and hit the canteen. And Kirsten would do the voiceover that was like, "He's back with another album." And it was just like me, just this. We would do uh, jump cuts, like we would just press record and then unrecord, record, unrecord. So it was just this hectic thing of like, oh, 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 and it was like, it was so weird. We were so weird, and that was, I think that was probably the same night we were down in her basement making videos, and I remember her mom came to the top of the stairs and was like, "Girls, Princess Diana's dead," and we were just like, "We're." You're fucking up our shot, man. Yeah, dude. Like it didn't Playing mean any. Playing the canteen over here. I remember I was I was actually deeply like uh, affected by it because I could tell how much it mattered to the world. Mm. Um, but do you remember you de- you don't remember where you were for 9/11, let alone Princess Di. Do you remember anything about when you found Princess out? Diana dying? Uh, I think I was. You found out. I think I was in the car. Like three days. I think later. I was. I was driving behind her. <laughs> I don't know. Dude. I Do you remember Noah? Was that a big deal to you at all? I remember it, but it didn't really like affect me emotionally. I didn't understand, like I didn't grasp the size of a princess being chased by a paparazzo. And I mean, I don't even think stuff. anyone put that together until later. But is paparazzo like, a male paparazzi or is that it's a, a single? Interesting. Yes, I also just found out that mitochondria is the plural. Plural of mitochondro. Condron. (laughs) D-R-O-N. Condro. What is is that again? Is that a disease? You recommended. Mitochondria is like the the thing inside of a cell that is like the center where all the stuff happens, all the energy happens. I don't know. I'm reading a book about fucking (laughs) science and... The mind and they I'm talk about a book on enlightenment right now. Oh yeah, I've gone through like three pages, but so far things are positive. What's what? what where'd you get recommended it? <laughs> My Why? brother recommended it. Yeah, to like see positives in the world that's What's falling it apart. Nice. Um, oh, I've heard of this book where it's like about how everything's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are talking about this book. Oh really? Where it's like it the the theme of the book is you get to the end of it and things are getting better as opposed to worse. Yeah, actually, essentially. That's yeah, cool. and then after you read it, you feel a lot better about the world. And I don't want to be um, lied to, so I'm not going to read it. <laughs> well, I'm at two percent right now, and I think that includes the introduction. <laughs> I am so sick of introductions. I've said this before. I've never read an introduction get in my here. life. Why a am I going to buy a book? A forward. Forward. I'll forward this book to the trash. <laughs> I'll backward it. I don't want to hear another. I bought this book to hear you write. I don't want to hear your friend tell me how good this book is. I bought it already. And I don't need you to give me a synopsis of how good it is or what it's about. Oh my god! Just start it up. 
up. It's, oh, what inspired to write it? <laughs> Stop it. What happened to just like for John? For mom, like that's all I need out of a page. I do not need. I am. I will tell. Do do authors not realize that forwards? The only forward that I will say is worth reading is um, that I've heard about because I haven't read the book yet, but I do own it. Sona Mosesian um, uh, is Conan's assistant, and he wrote the forward to her book, and I read it because they posted it on the subreddit, and it is so fucking funny. As is the book because there's so many excerpts from the book. You're that, really getting off your. That's your the high only horse. one I want to read, uh, unless the person <laughs> that is writing it is is the funniest person alive, Conan yes. O'Brien. I don't want to hear a forward. I'm. So, I can't even believe this. We bought your book. Yeah. You want. You're I think in. They, I think they think that people, when they buy a book, they only read. They start. They when they're at browsing at Barnes and Noble. This must be based on like trying to get people to get your book. So a forward will. It's like the preview for your book. But yeah. You know how long a trailer any, is? A minute and a half. Yeah. You want to do a, a forward, an intro, two paragraphs, a, a double space. That's what the back of the book new. is for, is to tell you what the book is about. <laughs> yeah, show me a photo of the guy. A I'll picture, tell you if I a like black him. and white picture of the guy <laughs> yeah. in the corner. Tell me the Canadian price. That's a couple dollars more. <laughs> why is it so expensive? I don't know why it's more in Canada. <laughs> and know. it's ninety nine at the end. And they got more Stop trees it. up there. They Stop more trying paper. to trick us with this ninety nine. We know it does work though. Yeah, every time it works, it makes you think that it's twelve dollars, <laughs> not thirteen. It's oh, just twelve ninety nine. Oh, you go all the way down. I was thinking eleven ninety nine is twelve dollars. You think eleven ninety nine is eleven dollars? No, no, no. But that's that's why yeah. they do it. Is because people do think, <laughs> no. and you do too, whether or not you know it. It's like it's a it's a proven method to make people think that they're getting a deal when they're not. They're saving a cent. But I feel we've talked about this before. If something is thirteen zero zero, I see zeros and I go, I'm getting a deal. Yeah, I see. I just, when I see I nine free nine, book. I go, oh my god, too many high numbers. <laughs> it could be two hundred dollars. It's a free book if I, it ends with zero. One ninety nine seems so much more oh than two hundred dollars. One ninety nine. Fuck <laughs> you, dude. I'm not gonna spend that for that eraser. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, nothing is one ninety nine anymore. <laughs> by the way, I don't think anything is. Hey, somewhere, uh, Stephen Pinker is the guy's name. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's called Enlightenment Now: The Case for Reason, Science, Humanism, and Progress. I have a lot of Stephen Pinker books. Do you really? Download. Yeah, oh. he he um he's written a lot of stuff that is recommended by like Sam Harris. I one time went to a a list of books that Sam Harris recommends everyone read. And Stephen I have a Pinker's big problem. There. Another big problem. Oh, samples. Stop filling it with the intro and the forward. Start your sample <sighs> I think on they, chapter one. It's a good and point. Give us, uh, no, they. It's a good point, Andrew. <laughs> Wait, but you're I getting do, off. I actually I thought think I had a teammate. That is the only. <laughs> no, I got to get off this train. Sorry, you're a Hoosier. Taylor's on it, stealing uh, something. Probably a book. <laughs> Taylor is on it. <laughs> Amdrip. So fourteen. 40. 40. Episodes. I don't know. Yeah, actually. who knows at this point. But, um, Give or take 99. No, I actually, when, <laughs> what, the best part about do, reading digitally yes. is that you get a sample. Okay. You can sample any book you want. And I do feel that someone is actually, whoever creates the samples for books, doing a great job because it is enough to actually give me a good sense of the book. I would think it would be some program that they'd run it through and just go, oh, the first 25 pages, cut it off, and it would just be you know, that way for every book. Yeah. But someone's paying attention to go, we're going to give them enough. So 
I gotta say that I think people take it into consideration. Whoever's choosing the samples, yes. at least for Apple Books, they're taking into consideration that the forward no one wants to fucking read, and they go beyond it. I don't think you've made it past the forward though. I don't feel like they give you more. No, no, I'll fast forward the forward in a sample. Oh, right, right. And then I get maybe you know twenty pages of book on yeah. the phone. So that's like. You know, and then you make it Depends bigger on space what your font and is, yeah, sizes. Yeah, yeah. You ever make a, a a children's book three thousand pages? Oh my god! I mean, that is what every book is for me is like three words per page, <laughs> and I'm like, God, I'm fucking. You're like reading the Iliad. It's like, no, this is Bearstein Bears. <laughs> Mandela effect. You know that? Yeah. Yes. You always ask me that, like I've never heard it before. I saw um, there's a show on HBO that was talking about the Mandela effect. About oh, there was. I forget what it was. I swear. I yeah, think it- it's like it's the guy that um, if you watch the rehearsal on HBO, they suggest this show. And it's- did you watch the Carmichael movie? No, but I watched the Princess, which is another thing that you recommended to me. Did you watch the? Did you Princess watch the Monty, M- Monty Tao? No, I Mon- we we were watching something else. You recommended that as well. I'm going to watch it. You you guys have will you watched the most hated man on the internet? No. Oh, that one's good too. Noah, are any of these ringing a bell? Did you watch the Princess Die one? Who is it? Chris D'Elia? <laughs> <laughs> you could cut that out. That's part two. And just leave it there. <laughs> cut it out and then just put it back in. <laughs> but like, copy and paste it throughout the episode. No, can I just say the princess? I really recommend the princess on HBO um, about Princess Diana. It is so good, captivating. I am, I'm riveted by her. I'm, I'm halfway soft, through. Soft, she spoke every every time she talked. It was always like this. She never once like raised her voice. It was always this soft. I was. And I felt bad for her because she, I, I felt like course. she wasn't able to talk, and that's why it probably built up inside her, and then she left. And it. then she went through a tunnel really fast because she was being chased. No, no, but I think part of no. the marriage, she probably got tired. She kept getting older and more mature. When she met him, she was so young. Right. That first interview, she was like, "Oh, she's nineteen. They yeah. met when she was sixteen. Suspicious because yeah. he was definitely in his thirties yeah. when they met, and but she in was England, sixteen. <laughs> You know, it's like, um, you know, you get your beans and your eggs. Yeah. And- in tooth age, it was 80. <laughs> he was 80. Um, he, yeah. And then the interesting part about the princess, because I thought I knew everything about Princess Diana, just because late nights, just Wikipediaing and going down those wormholes, um, going through those Paris tunnels. Um, I did not know that he was jealous of her. And he was jealous of the attention she was getting. For sure. I did not know that was a part of it because he just seemed like a guy that actually was more like Prince William, Prince Harry, didn't really want attention, was happy that it would go to someone else. How did he not know she was going to get so much attention? She was this beautiful girl that he like kind of plucked out of not nowhere, but she was a nanny. And um, But this, this little pipsqueak motherfucker was so jealous of yeah. her. And she did not do anything to try to get this That's probably made attention. him more mad. Can you imagine? I just imagine like, I do everything. Fights. I ride a horse. I murder poor people. I do everything. <laughs> you know? And then this girl just wears a sweater with shorts and everyone loves her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was just so... I love that look, by the way. The sweater, sweater with shorts? shorts? What do you mean? It's just a it? great look. She has, I think you po- have the, fo- don't you have a photo in your bathroom? Oh, like big, big, chunky shorts? No. You I mean th- bicycle shorts? Yeah. Yeah, with okay. A, with a sweatshirt. Yeah, yeah, that is, it's not a sweater. Sweatshirt. Yeah, but a sweater's a very different thing than a sweatshirt. You know, and when she wears a, a um, not corduroy. <laughs> Do you know what they call sweaters in the UK? In the Midwest? I guess in London. Pop necks? Or, and I think it, and also in Australia. They call the, do, Noah, do you know what they call them? 
Jumpas. No, I don't. Oh. What is it? Jumpas. Then what are jumpers? Well, what are jumpers here? Not the people that jump? <laughs> no, but there's a... No, it's jumpers like corduroy are... Or jumper like, uh, overalls. Pants? Jumpers. Hi, I got my jumpers Wearing on. a jumper. Oh, I don't know. They're sweaters. Yeah. Oh. Maybe. So interesting. Let's get back to this <laughs> right after this break. Andrew! Coming around the mountain and I come... Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer. And so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does. And it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time. You want it to look really good and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone. And that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glazer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glazer. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? 
We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. All right, we're back. Yeah, um, I could not believe. I just am just so grossed out by. Um, I guess I, I I'm so lucky in my relationship that Chris lets me Do you? shine, mm-hmm. and it doesn't get jealous if I get a lot of attention, and he's kind of like not. He has no issue with that, which I could not handle that. I would be a Prince Charles about it. But if I were Prince Charles, I wouldn't marry someone who was going to take more. You know, I wouldn't marry a Princess Diana. I would marry a Camilla Parker Bowles. No, but I think that's what, in his mind, he envisioned, I met a nanny in a field. I'm going to get attention for this. I'm going to get it. Well, I'm going to still shine because she did seem somewhat reserved. She's pretty, but she's not like vavoom kind of look. She has like a very like regal wow like she's so beautiful no but she is but but i think in his mind he didn't when i look at her i see like a a well sophisticated looking not like a like a model looking kind of yeah people he didn't know people would just be so drawn to her because she's so kind yeah and people just wanted to connect with her and it was the first time you know the british royal family was actually like approachable yes Everywhere she went, little kids coming up with flowers. She would be like beating off paparazzi, and then she'd like see a little kid, and she'd be like, "Oh, thank you! Oh my gosh, thank you!" She was just such a sweet person. She went tell. to the uh, AIDS um, festival, not the festival. He, yeah, the AIDS hospital. Yeah, and uh, like at that time, people were still afraid to be. Oh my god, a, people like, thought you could get AIDS from the air. Yeah, they didn't know, and she's holding hands. Yeah, with it was AIDS a lot. Victims yeah. and so sweet. I cried so much in those scenes where she was just so kind to people who were like invalids but um yeah i just i i it makes me scared of like the idea of ever being out there again and having someone seem cool about like Mm -hmm. oh you're in the spotlight and then start to have this shift of like wow you really yucked it up today like he made little snide comments (laughs) during press conferences and you could only imagine the fucking vitriol that came out when they would get on the plane where he got no attention and she's like waving and getting so many flowers you can tell him i i could even i could predict i bet you anything at one point he was like you love this you love it. She's oh, like, for I'm sure. not doing anything, Charles. I'm not. I just tried to walk to the plane. And he's like, you love it. You are you. Meanwhile, he's cheating out in the open. Oh my a god, full on other relationship. Yeah, that he was in love with this other girl, and yeah. she really wanted that marriage to work. I just, it was so much that I didn't know about. And the the documentary is really done so interestingly because 
it is not narrated. There's not talking heads that usually drive a documentary narrative. It's just sound bites of the press talking about her and the public weighing in on what they think of her. And it's just so interesting how quickly they go from like, we love Diana to, to she can't get enough attention. She loves leaving her house. Like she's being hounded by paparazzi to leave the house so she can go to the gym. And they're like, why doesn't she just, I have a gym in my, I have a recumbent bike in my living room. Why can't she get one? She lives at Kensington palace. Yeah. And they're like, cause she likes people. And they're like, oh, she loves attention. And this woman is just Whenever you cunt. see someone getting a shit ton of love, the flip side of that is going to be so fucking dark and negative. It always happens to yes. people. Yes. And that's what happened to this football player. His, I could tell you like a little Manti bit. Teo. Yeah. My, I remember it kind his, of. His grandmother and his girlfriend died on the same day. And that was the big story. And people all that. rallied behind him. And then the girlfriend was ended up being what everyone was told was made up. Right. <clears throat> he got catfished before catfish was a thing. Right. So he thought he had a girlfriend, but everyone <clears throat> thought that he was lying. Yeah, because he, he never met her before, and she died of leukemia, right? Mm-hmm. That's what her – you just got to see it. Okay. She made up a whole family. He, now? He, he ended up playing in the NFL for like eight seasons. Oh, okay. And married so with a kid. Die. No, no, he didn't die. The other documentary, The Most Hated Man on the Internet, is so good. And it's about, I didn't even know about this website. I always knew about revenge porn, but I did not know about the website is anyoneup.com that was like huge from 2011 to 2012. And it was like a place where guys, girls would upload, you know, photos of their exes or people who had scorned them and then leave their also their address, their Ugh. Facebook, their Instagram, like everything so that you could troll them and these girls suddenly wake up one day and they go to work and they get a call from their friend being like you're on this site naked and the girl's like i've never sent that picture to ever anyone and that's where it begins was like this wasn't a boyfriend this guy was starting to get into some stuff where it, it's it's so good there's so many heroes and it's a beautifully done documentary a lot like um that don't fuck with cats one where it's mm. like whoa this is a roller coaster like that was so good um yeah, there's so much good stuff to watch out there. The rehearsal, we've talked to, talked a little bit about it, but that is amazing with Nathan Fielder. I think a new episode just came out last night that I'm so excited to watch. What's interesting about these documentaries is like even something like that or or the the Teo thing, the world has changed so much in nine years. Yes. Where, you know, the big story was, is he gay? Is he gay? He's a football player and he's gay. Oh, wow. And everyone, even Anderson Cooper's like, we all really think he's gay. <laughs> like, everyone's jumping on this. Like, he's lying. You know, this guy was loved. His grandma died. His girlfriend mm-hmm. died. Now everyone's like, he's he's made up a story because he's really gay. And that's literally every story. It is it is wild. You're right. That's so... that the culture has shifted so much that yeah. that would never not never even, it just wouldn't be the main headline no, of it. maybe no. like people would be like he's really good you yes, know like in yes. their privacy of their own but homes, it wouldn't but be the main thing it wouldn't be on cnn across going across on a scroll is yeah. he gay Th- it was and the, same the idea thing of with nudity this- on the internet like now only fans is here where i'm not saying like you don't you know you have Revenge control of it but then was just like people fucking loved it and didn't see a problem with it now uh, yeah. that would be fucking insane it's like that's progress there yeah. is that we don't they you know lambast people about. for being gay yeah probably and yeah. that we would probably it makes you think about what is happening right now that will either not be cool but there's also you know the woke thing the woke trend of like 
where it goes overboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's a lot of things that I think we're going to pull back from that, and we're going to get a little bit more lax about stuff. And well, Teo was they go, are you? Finally, he did an interview, and they're like, "Are you gay?" And he goes, "Whoa, far from it." Like he like had <sighs> to like like lean into the fa- and the whole audience goes. <laughs> Oh, it's like, so crazy. And I'm like, is this like bizarre? I'm like, what People year is this? People are still like that about gay. Yeah. Like they're still like that about, I wonder, I mean, as someone who's not gay, at least I don't think so yet, or does, doesn't <laughs> identify as uh, bisexual or anything, it still must hurt. I mean, to be gay and then hear things in society yes. that still people go like, I'm not fucking gay. Like there's still this repulsion to the idea that you might be gay. And that, that same person. We have not yeah. progressed that much. It becomes like part of the DNA of like, I'm not gay. And then you go, well, that comes off a little homophobic. And you're like, I'm the last person to be homophobic. And yeah. it kind of reminds me of like when I tell someone I'm Jewish, not in like New York City, and they go, you're a Jew? And it like comes off like, like in a way where they don't even mean to be. This happened at the gym the other day. Like whatever. Someone at the gym. They're like, you're Jewish? Well, actually, you look like a Jew. Like, they were, like, saying it like that, and I'm just I'm like, not kidding you. I am not excusing it. People in the Midwest are so fucking dumb when it comes to Jewish people. We just don't. No, I'm not saying, I'm not, like, mad. But it's they, just, like, they people, don't even realize how it comes across. In Nathan, yeah. in, um, Nathan Fielder's show, yeah. the rehearsal, there is a, the rehear- this, he is having this guy rehearse, having a conversation with his brother about... Um, this you know the the show is about rehearsing really tough things in life that you're gearing up for, and so he's having a conversation with his quote unquote brother, played by yeah. an actor, about his father's inheritance, and he's trying to get his his brother to give him some of it because his dad wanted it that way, but didn't write him in the will. And his brother thinks he's a gold digger, so he's trying to convince him Whoa. his brother like my 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 girlfriend is not in this for money. Like if you give me money, it's it's up to me what I do with it, even if I do give it to her. Like dad wanted it this way. And they start, I mean, this is in, I think, Oregon, yeah. you know, fucking. In the woods of Oregon. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, within is seconds. Is his girlfriend uh, Jewish? No. Oh. But Nathan Fielder is standing above them with his like little laptop around his like shoulders, monitoring this rehearsal, helping them practice. And then he's like, I don't be a Jew about it. Just like, and he starts saying, yeah. and Nathan's just like looking around like, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. And he goes, I have to just so cut wait, in the here. Brother went to the, the other brother, don't be a Jew about it and give me some money. Yeah. Essentially. Is wow. telling the bro- the, yeah. the actor brother in, <laughs> and Nathan goes, I have to oh, say. Oh, like, the actor. No, the, the, the oh, real okay. guy I'm is sorry. practicing I'm with sorry. an actor Obviously, brother. This show's a little confusing. So the real guy yeah. says that. Yeah. And he says some other stuff too. And Nathan is just like, uh, and Nathan goes, I feel this is very, it's anti-Semitic. And he goes, and he's like, but I don't want you to not say what you would say. And he goes, is this a conversation you would have with your brother? And he's like, well, yeah, that's how we talk. And he was like, well, it's really reeking of anti-Semitism. And, um, and he was just like, he, there was no acknowledge. He didn't, this guy's a sweet guy too. Like there's not, this guy is, you find out, you come to love this guy yeah. for what he does for this old man. He's such a sweet guy. He just doesn't know that that's. Like I mean, that was my whole childhood. It's crazy that happened. I remember being. You're still encountering it in St. Louis from adults. Well, that it reminded me like that conversation because living in New York, there's no plight of the Jewish person in New York City because New York, all the Jewish people they don't they don't really understand. They get anti-Semitism a little bit, but they you know people are well off and like there's a lot of Jewish people there. There's a lot of identity of like we're Jewish and like but here and loud about it and it's great. 
but then in yeah. yeah here or like in Florida, like right when I hear that, I just you know go right back to my childhood of oh like, my god yeah. But that I heard that so many. Don't be a Jew about it. Don't be a Jew about like that. I didn't mind Jewish jokes, but when it became such like part of the lexicon, you know, yes. like of like hey, don't be a Jew about it and pay extra or like dude, fucking wait. That's when I would get like a little upset. Yeah, but of those course. same people again would literally like one they would give me money if i really needed it they would fight for me they would they were really good friends yeah but they were just ignorant so, and it's just like what do you do with that i don't you know they're still my friends to i'm not i like, mean i guess you could say it hurts my feelings but then you get called gay yeah yeah, you know? yeah. then you're a gay jew yeah and i then mean i wasn't gonna do? say it but i was having this conversation when we were watching this with chris about can you say jew if you're not jewish he's I I I feel like it sounds derogatory, even though it is the it correct term. How it's used, right? Well, no. Well, if you're saying, if you're just saying someone's Jewish and say, "Oh, they're a Jew," like that's is fine. that that's fine? It sounds yuck to me, and I know that sounds that Jewish, sounds <laughs> but it doesn't sound. It doesn't. It sounds. I guess because people, yuck is way worse. People who say who talk derogatorily well, about no, Jewish, Jewish people. How do you feel when you? Yeah, it's how it's said. It's the tone. I think. Atonement. Yeah, it is right. Like it is the tone, but there is something kind of dirty about it. I agree. Just say Jewish people. It's like saying just say he's Jewish or she's Jewish, not a Jew. I think it's you know the way uh, black he's black and he's African American used to be. I think now black culture has like adopted like we're black and that is like a fine way to say black. That's bad. That's what I'm saying. But you can't say she's Jew. She's a Jew. Well, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. not that's not the right but I, I do feel and then I start to go well is my feeling that it feels weird based on my own like is is right. is, is, is I'm not am I not saying it because I really want to like or whatever it is well, like we're comics too a lot of times a Jew like is a punchline so we think of it as I think like, that's that's yeah, why it's maybe because it's every joke about Jewish people is not like oh don't be a Jewish person about this it's don't be you know so yeah. it's always just a quicker well jews is a strong word it's just like it's long it's like clue Jew. it's like, the it's like trash like the word i was saying <laughs> yeah, before yeah. like it has a lot of crunch in it and i don't mean to say that's not what i was it's just like the the phonics of it is like crunchy <laughs> sticky don't don't put this on me I, I i wept when i wasn't jewish from my dad's 23 and me <laughs> I want to be Jewish so bad. Jew is like trash. <laughs> no, it's if you listen, please uh, do not take that out of context. No, put it in and copy and paste. Yeah, cut that out and then put it back in. No. Um, yeah, look, when I grew up, I, I think I've told you a story where I went to temple with my Christian uh, Italian friend on like a high holiday, like Yom Kippur or whatever. Neo-Nazis spray painted my whole temple, like six million left, dyed Jews, swastikas, like all six this. Six million left? Yeah, it was pretty clever. What does that mean? I guess. Like, you know, because six million Jewish people were killed in the Holocaust. Right. So six million more to go. Like the idea of like, Wait, oh. Wait, but they only killed half of you? That's, that's not a statistic. That makes no sense. Well, they're not the smartest people. Well, you said it, you just said it was good. Kind of, you were like, it's pretty clever. What yeah. I feel like there's nothing I guess clever I gave about him that. Too much credit. So anyhow, because <laughs> I, I don't think there were six million left. It was six million killed. Yeah. Right. Maybe like they yeah, left so, the earth or something. 
Yeah, maybe. I think he was talking more like six million more to go, like hypothetically, like kind of thing, or like repeat. Yeah, it was. It's some. It, let's idiots. not be anti-Semantics about it. <laughs> Don't be anti-anti-Semitic. <laughs> Just let them be. Let them have written what they wanted to write. And I remember my buddy's never been to the synagogue before. He's never, you know. So he's seen this. For, Wait, was it fresh paint? Like it happened yes, the night before? They did it because it was the high holiday. Oh shit. And I just remember my friend being like, does this happen all the time? <laughs> like, like being oh like, my God. I, I think a funny joke would be like, you should see the inside. People are so jealous of Jewish people. That is, I mean, that is the, the, so much hate for different yeah. people comes from this in just jealousy that you're not that you're not that because I, th- I think that there's, yeah, there's no reason to hate anyone unless you're jealous. Yeah, and they don't believe in Jesus. Or you feel threatened in some way because you're jealous that they have something that you want. Well, here's the weird thing is like when I was in public school with a bunch of, you know, everyone pretty much had the same amount of middle income to lower. I never heard, granted I left in like fourth, fifth grade, fourth grade, but I never heard anything really about you're a Jew, Jewish, like if anyone found out, it was nothing. And then I went to private school, all Christian school, obviously that's going to be a little bit maybe more anti-Semitic parent. But I think it's more about not just religion, but like Jewish people coming and making money and like yes, taking we, their you money. have what we are, t- yeah. you might yeah. infringe on our, the things we want. And where I live, you still couldn't be, you couldn't be a member of certain country clubs. And that was just like, if you're black or Jewish, you can't be a member here. And those were friends of like, like that was not oh long God, ago. It's so fucking but no, weird. But then if you say this, I don't think people understand how weird it is to be Jewish outside of like big cities, you know? Yeah. It really does get a little bit weird. But the, the thing about it that's different from a black person, like you don't have a, like you can say that people go, Oh, you look at, but people don't know it by looking at you. Of course. Of course. And And that's even worse because we're sneaky because we could pass as white. Yeah. You guys are so sneaky. Yeah. We're so sneaky. Oh my God. It's so weird. Like I, I really do remember the first time hearing like a Jewish stereotype was when my dad was reading a joke of Sarah Silverman's out of like the New Yorker and I was probably in high school. Yeah. And it was like, I was, you know, I was molested by a doctor, which as a Jewish girl is so bittersweet. And I just didn't understand it. Yeah. I still am like, kind of like, wait, what? what? I don't get it. Every Jewish mother wants their daughter yeah. to marry a doctor. He had to explain it, yeah. it to me. And I, I, I understand like anti-Semitism is like, heartbreaking and but most of the stereotypes about jewish people are like kind of i never understood i was like so they are good with money and they are good in hollywood and they're funny and, and they run the media have like little curly tendrils on their hair like what was what bad about any of this like it just didn't seem but you know there's a history there that i wasn't aware of you're like i would love to have curls <laughs> like, that's where your thing i know uh, how do you did you when living in new york city did you deal with anti-semitism or i don't want to like talk for people that grew up in the city but just from what i noticed like when i would tell the jokes of being from the south and being jewish they didn't hit as hard yeah. because i don't think People lived it as much, Mm. you know, not okay. So like not that way. Honestly, I think because I grew up in Brooklyn and it's pretty culturally diverse and stuff. I never really experienced anything directly anti-Semitic, but I think like through maturity or something, I realized that all those Jewish jokes that I would laugh at 
or even if like they had like a positive connotation, like Jews are right. doctors or whatever. Like I realized that like that creates anti-Semitism. Yes. So it's like, I don't know, I guess like in that way. Um, and then like having to laugh at it is kind of like awkward. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Yes. So, I, I mean, I, I can only relate as the only kind of, I guess not minority, but a disenfranchised group of which I'm a part of as being a woman. Yeah. And jokes about like sexist jokes. You laugh because you want to just like get along with people. You but even it's, say them. Yeah. Because you want to get to it before anyone you, else can hurt you. Yes. That was like my whole. Dan Mintz yeah. had an amazing joke this weekend. I went to go see Dan yeah. Mintz in um, St. Charles. He's one of the best joke writers out there. And it was so fun. It was the first time I, I can remember going to a comedy show ever and being served and like getting oh, there and cool. sitting at a table yeah. and like having a comedy experience. It was so fun. He, if you, you got to go see him, Dan Mintz, he does the voice of Tina Belcher on um, Bob's burgers, but he's, he's one of my favorite joke writers ever, ever. And it's just all one liners. He's yeah. looking at a, he has a paper and he does like 200 jokes in a night, 200 one liner jokes. But some of my favorites were um, uh, having long hair, Makes it really hard to get a makes it a lot harder to get a job, especially because you're probably a woman. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then the other one I really loved was he was like, "My wife is the only one I've ever been with. The rest of the women were nines or tens. <laughs> <laughs> She's the only, only one." one. Yeah. It was so. I mean, they, when they don't land as hard, he just keeps rolling through. Or he'll 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 address it he'll a little bit and it. go like, "Well, because one time he did a fucked like, up he fucked up a joke. He goes." Every belt is a snakeskin belt. If you think, if you really think about it, every belt is a snakeskin belt. And no one laughed. And he goes, "What did I say? Did I say?" That? And we were just. He goes, "I should just tell you that you guys that joke is too smart for you all to get because but, there wasn't yeah, an aspect yeah. of it of like was that too over our heads." But he was like, "No, the joke is every snake is a snakeskin belt." Yeah. <laughs> oh uh, yeah. And so he yeah, just fucked yeah. up one word, which I've done before. When I tell a joke, sometimes and it gets nothing. I either go, "I said it wrong." Or I already said it. And on two show nights, it frequently happens <laughs> yeah. where I have done the joke. On the second show, I will not know if I have done the joke twice or because I know I've done it once, but I'm like, did I do it in this set or did I do it in the set before? Do you ever realize, so you realize it on stage. Now, do you stop yourself and go, uh, let me move say, to I'll something else? I often go, did I do that joke? And then if no, immediately people will be like, yes, if you did. It rarely happens that I did it. it I would say maybe one in 1% of times I think I've said that joke. Have I actually said it again? Because I will call it out because I do not want people to go, is she having a, a, uh, yeah. a, a or stroke? Or are we in a matrix of some sort? Yeah. Like, that would be so crazy if you did a half hour set and then did the same exact half hour, but don't even and, address it. Oh, oh my God. It would well, be like the rehearsal kind of thing. You know it would what be he, wild. It, what happens often is that you have, uh, this happened all, all the time in the clubs when I used to have just like random people open for me. I wouldn't watch their set and they would tackle a subject uh -huh. that then I would tackle and there would be no connective tissue to being like I know you just heard about this and people would just be confounded and then at the end of the week I'd catch this guy's set and he's been doing the same set all week and I go oh my god I have been doing the same subject matter yeah. very close to it and these people must think I'm insane to have even gone how does this guy also have a baggy pussy yeah. I don't understand <laughs> wait did they hook up did that is that why he knows that experience so well yeah it was um what do you yeah I mean it's uh I, yeah, I, I it's funny. Like, 
I never have picked openers before. And you have to kind of think about that a little bit of like, who, what do they talk about? <laughs> yes. If not, well, there's going to be them a- not be dirtier than you have yeah. them not um, talk about things that you're going to talk about at, like subject wise, because you can, like I've told you certain times opening for me, yeah. like don't talk about eating ass. And it's just, it sounds like <laughs> I'm like policing you, no, but it's just I because don't. you can only ring that bell once. You're very, you're very kind about material of what I can. I mean, usually we don't have too many things that cross yeah, over, yeah. but I've never felt once like, keep it clean or whatever like it's literally been one line or one subject matter in fucking three years yeah so it's like but that that is stuff to think about you can go see andrew august 30th 30th. tuesday um coming up at zany's in nashville and you can see me in vegas um on september 2nd i would love if you would go uh benedict Polizzi from oh, nice. um, F Boy is opening. If you want to well see a way hotter version of me, <laughs> oh. <laughs> a young hot man, is he doing shirtless or no? Um, well, I-, I always tell you not to do the shirtless part, but I'm going to actually ask him to include oh. it in his. Um, yeah, I'm excited for him to do it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Does He's, he live in Indiana? Where does he live? He now? lives in Indiana. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure. Uh, but he's flying out for that, so that'll be fun. You'll get all. I think we'll do a little Q and A about F Boy Island. Mm-hmm. I'd love for people if you want to plan a quick uh, Las Vegas trip. It is um, Saturday, September second, and it is my last show before I Surgery. have my cords. Uh, taken out Scrubbed. now is there i mean I, I don't even want to put this out there but i will because it's it's kind of fun to talk about yeah are there chances that this surgery yeah like, yeah but he's he said in the 37 years i've been doing this i've never had someone oh, okay. not like he goes you have to understand the risks because they are there yeah but and and he's flying back from israel the day before he gets in like that morning and my mom was like i thought my mom because my mom was at the pre-op meeting and she was like what about jet lag are you gonna have that? And he goes, I'm a surgeon. I sleep anywhere. I like your I, mom asked. Jen yeah, like she asked. It was a good question. It is a good question. At first, question. I thought she was talking about me. I go, Mom, I'm coming from St. Louis. It's gonna be an hour different. Shut up about the jet lag. And she was like, No, him. And I go, Oh, so that's actually a good point. Um, but I uh, I talked to um, a, a friend of mine had vocal cord surgery, John Mayer, and I reached oh. out to him this weekend because I was having a lot of stress about it. I'm sure that just started like I was nothing but excited but all of a sudden I'm like really scared about the three weeks of not talking like really like yeah am I I'm almost like solitary confinement for my brain like am I gonna go insane like how am I if if you know even leaving the building like people in the elevator always are like chatty and like how or if you know someone holds the door for me and I don't say thank you are they gonna think I'm a fucking bitch you can't say a fucking word nothing oh my god I'm gonna tape my mouth shut so I don't talk in my sleep like that kind of thing oh shit are you gonna go to your parents river house um you know Chris and I are gonna go away to some sort of resort and so no is the answer to that you should be able to have no I know you should have activities but I'm actually scared that if I go there Noah I will not someone might come across the cabin or like neighbors and then I will I'll have to try to communicate like I just I got a t-shirt that says um vocal rest can't talk um Chris and I are going to make more t-shirts that I can so every day I can just wear a t-shirt because it's too hard (laughs) to hold out your phone and be like here but uh, I I dm'd John and was like I know you went through this, and he he did a lot longer. He did months and months, maybe a year. He was no talking, what? and he said he suffered 
pretty hard the first for he said I was going to discover things about myself. He said it was going to be amazing. You're going to write so much. You're going to learn things about yourself you never knew. It's going to be an amazing experience. Um, but in order to be social, get an iPad, put it on a stand, turn it around at, so you can go to dinner with people, turn it around, get a Bluetooth keyboard, and just type on it, and then it comes up on the mm-hmm. iPad facing out. And that was his tip. And I thought that was so helpful. I was so excited. And he asked me you know, if the doctor said not to – because he had the same doctor – um, he asked me if he told him not or me not to work out. And I yeah. was like, no, because I, he said sometimes, uh, when you work out, you're like, Ugh! like you grunt and I'm like, I'm not doing any grunting. So mine's just like, I can still work out. I can still eat because nothing really touches your vocal cords unless you're like choking on water. That's the only time something touches your vocal cords. Otherwise. Oh, oh okay. When you swallow. Nothing. Yeah. I didn't really understand vocal cords. I don't think they have nerves, so I don't think it's going to hurt. You know, there's oh. very light bleeding. It's mostly done with like a laser. Um, it would be funny if like you get the surgery and then you have you now speak in an Asian accent and then you ha- you can't stop speaking <laughs> and everyone's like, dude, this is not right. And you're like, you don't understand yeah. the surgery. It's not me. <laughs> oh my god, that would suck so much. Oh I would just god. choose to be silent the rest of my life if I just seemed like I was doing an impression of an Asian person. <laughs> Like you get canceled because you're vocal. I mean, what is the surgery exactly? Like it's what? done with. It's called a. Oh man, let me just hold on. She's going to get something that explains the surgery. Um, what I'm guessing is they probably take a scalpel and they cut around the vocal cord. And uh, what they do is they uh, they bleed it out. And then after you bleed out for about four or five days. You can speak better. Uh, you gargle your own blood, um, and then the blood vessels will then turn into a oh, crystallized. Good. You're telling them about it already. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just explained exactly what. Well, it then was. I don't need to say anything because I'm sure you nailed it. <laughs> Essentially, uh, it's the old medieval time of they bleed out your vocal cords. <laughs> oh my god. They put leeches on it's it. The Nick version of yeah. what I'm doing. How funny is that, dude? You go in for a cold, and they're like, you know what? We're, We're going to drain your, your body of blood. <laughs> We're going to put leeches and maggots on you. <laughs> well, leeches and maggots are actually... Maggots are great to clean out wounds. Is that Noah's favorite band? Leeches. Yeah. <laughs> leeches and maggots. Okay. Um, so it's called Suspension Microlaryngoscopy with laser. And it's a green laser, so it's not... It doesn't use... It doesn't burn anything. It okay. uses a green laser, a G laser, a glazer, uh, some may call it. Um... <laughs> Why not? You know, and uh, if you Google this doctor, you will. Mm. It's really interesting. He's he's operated on fucking everyone. Oh Every. I mean, he's it's going to it was like going to Planet Hollywood to go to his office with how many pictures on the wall of so many. That's how I knew John went to him. I was like, oh, there's a sign thing. Is like, it all singers? Is there any other like no, there's, comedians? Oh, or, or uh, Joe Buck. Went, Joe Buck is the reason I'm going to this oh. guy. Joe Buck saved the day and swept in because I went to a vocal uh, coach who you know saw heard something. I went to a doctor she recommended who trained under this doctor, mm. and then um, I talked to Joe Buck about it. I was like, I think I'm going to need this surgery because I knew he had had some, and he was like, you need to go to. That's where they just this, put extra hair, hair in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? No, he's got hair. Oh, yeah, he had the hair transplant thing. Yeah, that's how he fucked up his vocal cords because they put a tube Wait, what? in his throat, you know, like oh, into for the, like, surgery. for the surgery, and it sat on his vocal cords too long and damaged them. So he got out of this hair transplant surgery 
and he couldn't fucking talk, and he's a broadcast. I mean, he's oh okay, the so voice of sports. I was thinking because the guy talks obviously a lot, so yeah. he got it from an actual surgery. Well, but was, so you could get it in a lot of yeah. But usually he it's had a different overused. operation than I did. Yeah, uh, mine, oh. mine. It was really nice to hear the doctor say. First of all, I got they stick a a, a scope down your throat. And so they spray the stuff in your throat to numb it, and then they stick a scope down, and then he makes me go, uh, like do like ah, uh, and like sing, and um, he said, "Wow, you're the best I've ever had at this is that you are the you are the best I've ever had at sticking a scope down someone's throat and them singing and not gagging." He was like, "You are the best at having something down your throat and not gagging," and then I was like. Well, I was bulimic in college, and my second life is a pop and hop. But I really was. I yeah. had no gag reflex, nothing, and I could sing perfectly. And he was like, I've never, he was like, you're great. And, and then my mom was like, she is? And he goes, well, her chords are terrible. He was like, this is, so he looks at it, and he was like. Your mom's like, I would never watch her perform <laughs> a scope while singing sur surgery. Oh, I yeah. would never watch that myself. Yeah. But it, I get why people would yeah. like it. If I wasn't her mom, I would not be here right now. I was like, got it, mom. So, uh, but he was, I love the idea of your mom being like a cancer surgeon. What is going on? Like, Luigi, what's going uh, on? Is it He's butthole? wiping his butthole on the ground. Here, come here. I Can I it. itch your butthole? Come here. You want me to green laser your butthole off? Okay. Um, so then, oh, so yeah, so you get the scope and yeah, then. And then he's like, it's really, you know, this is bad. And so my, my cords, you know, it looks like a vagina. There's like two sides to it and it's all wet and mucusy. And it looked like the t places where it hits, it's like all calloused and bumpy on each side. And it's supposed to be smooth. And then I've got this weird web space at the bottom that he might cut. He's like going to be like, Whoa. that might free up some more room, but then I'd have to stitch it up. So I'm going to actually make thing incredible after all. Well, this. I might have to have two surgeries. Oh, and which is a, another thing. He's like, I'll decide when I get in there if it's going to be one or two. I'm never trying to make money off of you. Please don't think that, but this might need two. Which is just like, oh God. But um Can you firm up the tits, dude? <laughs> but that's why I mean I was maybe gonna tumble up on the surgeries. Uh, <laughs> because I'm out of work, so it's I might as well have maybe a little a uh, nip tuck, a little uh ponytail lift. Um let's talk about uh, this and uh top one bottom one all when we get back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy girl bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Yeah, we're back. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, I'm gonna sound. I'm gonna sound different. It's like I'm a little bit of. Are a... Are you worried that your voice is gonna be too high? Or like, no. I think you have a nice, like. In the I'm middle. shocked that I don't get mocked more for my voice because it really? is harsh and low and um, husky. But it's it's something that is I get recognized for my voice more than anything. Anytime someone recognizes me, they always go, "I heard your voice," and I go, "I know that voice." Dave Matthews. And so, what do you mean? Your oh, Dave Matthews. Been, well, that is a different voice entirely. So people don't tend to recognize me on that. But um, yeah, it's it, it is. 
I don't think that happens to most people of where their voice is. Although I was staying in LA this past week and I heard, yeah, well, we're getting, uh, we're waiting for uh, another 2.3 million to finance the deal. And so we're going to, we're going to try to make it happen. And I was like, who the, and I was like, that's a Baldwin. And I looked over and it is definitely a Baldwin brother. And I was like, yes, I think it was Danny. He was the tall one. (laughs) Um, But so I, I do get recognized for my voice. So there's a little part of me that's like, I know people are going to be like, I miss, because people hate change. And so I know I'm going to have fans be like, you sound weird. I don't like it. But the truth is, like, I'm not doing this for my speaking voice. I'm doing this so I can sing. Because my, like, Keith Urban and I are having had the same surgery. And Keith Urban, I was reading all these things about him. And he had always sung on a fucking broken voice he didn't he he broke his voice early on in his career singing in like loud australian pubs and then for the rest of his career it just got progressively worse but he was just like it was like running on a broken leg like he just made it work like he was jackie channing it you ever see those videos of like jackie chan like breaks his leg doing a stunt and then he just like keeps working on it so that's what keith urban was doing and he said that once he had the surgery it, it he was able to write so much more and f- it freed up so much space because he was always so fucking worried about losing his voice, not being able to hit this note. Like it was consuming his life. And then after he got it done, he he didn't know what it was like to not worry about his voice. And every time I sing or do like a little, like, you know, even by myself alone in my, like, you know, it's the thing I enjoy most in the world. And every time I do it, I'm always like, how long do I have before this gives out? Like I have a sweet spot of about 10 minutes where my voice sounds the way I want it to. And even then, not really the way I want it to, just the best that I can sound. And then the rest of the time it's shit. And it's like, I, after this, my speaking voice will be a little clearer. He said, I'll still probably have a little grit to it like I normally have, but that my vocal range in terms of singing is going to be crazy, like exponentially different. And it's all because... I think yelling in my childhood home, we like having a big house. When we moved into a bigger house, the yelling to communicate <laughs> with each other, I think did broke me. Good, but I, it was just very, I almost started crying when he was like, there's a lot of trauma on these vocal cords. Just the word oh. trauma, like validated, yeah. like, yeah. so, and my therapist has even noticed that when sometimes I'm talking to her on, when we're on FaceTime, like yeah. when I'm having a hard time, when something is really affecting me, I just start grabbing my throat like this. And it's like that, she's like, that tells me that you have so much is being held back through your your. I think you're just throat. pushing the skin back to look skinnier. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> please like me. Please also, tell Nikki, me I'm pretty and young. You said that like I mean, fans talk, are, so. sorry. You said that fans might be Go upset ahead. that your voice might sound different, but I was watching an old clip yeah. and your voice has changed over the years you still have like yes the same quality that makes it recognizable but i think like your pitch has changed totally i listen to even if you watch perfect Mm -hmm. or even if you listen to you up like some clips from that i sound much younger and like spryer and yeah it's just i'm so freaking excited to get that back and to have like a a voice that isn't like grizzled and like my chords are just struggling every yeah. day. And the cool thing, like Steven Tyler has a lot of damage on his vocal cords. I've heard, but he makes the little space that he does of his chords that actually are soft. And like, he makes that little space work. He's like a genius. He's figured out a way through just training to keep, to maintain, even though he has damage. So like 
your chords, you don't really have control over them. They're not muscles that you can control, but some singers, that's why they're better than others. There's something that they can do in there mm-hmm. to make it work that I haven't been able to do. It's so, um, so it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that if I'm able to like sing well and train it, it's like getting my guitar fixed. It's like I'm trying to play with a guitar yeah. that has one baggy string. Yeah. And like going like, why can't, this is really what I want to do for a living, but like, well, you're never going to be good if you have a shitty guitar. I feel like the second week is going to be the toughest. Obviously, it's in the middle. And then third, I'm going to see the the light at the end end of the the tunnel. So I think the second week, you're going to start going, okay, like, because the first week, it's kind of, it's like a new like challenge. It's kind of cool. Like, I don't have to talk to people. I can actually focus on writing. I don't have to really do anything. Which is so nice for the first time in as your life. As much as I love to talk, I really love not talking. Yeah, it's like the best. I love it. I love a fucking nothing. I love, <laughs> uh, especially if I'm like having a little bit of a depression. Like I just want to be. T- I don't like talking to people in elevators. I don't like mm-hmm. today. I got a weird fan thing. I was at Starbucks. Yeah, got my coffee, sat down, and just to like you sat down in the Starbucks. Yeah, just to have a couple sips and to think about our top one, bottom one. I was just trying to like sit yeah, down yeah. and think for a second. And this girl across the way just goes, "Good morning, Nikki Glazer. Hi, Nikki Glazer." And I just go, "Oh, hi." And I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it because I didn't want to have a conversation. Then it almost and, sounded passive aggressive. Yeah, it was just like, it. "I know, I know who you are." And yeah. it was like, it was fine, but maybe just add to it like big fan or like oh i know you from this or like not just like did we go to high school like i don't know so i i felt rude that i didn't go hi what's your name but she didn't seem to even want that she just wanted to go i know who you are yeah and um so that was interesting sound kind of scary which yeah was it brie larson hi nikki glazer she was very sweet what was that was it brie larson Oh my God, Brie Larson knows who I, I mean, I was in train wreck with Brie Larson and we went to lunch together, I think once or twice uh, during that process. And I definitely talked to her and this was before she was Marvel. Yeah. Liz, uh, Maisel. Um, she, before she was like superhero Brie Larson, she uh, was, you know, played Amy's sister. In, what's that movie? In train wreck. Where they were underground or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh, that was room, her big the movie. room. The room. Yeah. yeah. That was great. I read that book. I didn't see the film, but um, she was very nice. So she knew, I think, I don't know if she connected that I'm that person that she's watching on FBoy Island, but last night on her Instagram stories, got a lot of people messaging me being like, Brie Larson's watching FBoy. And she was being like, when you're supposed to be memorizing lines and preparing for tomorrow's work day, but you can't stop binging (laughs) F-Boy Island. (laughs) That's a great And then she just kept writing like facial expressions of like watching, being like, (gasps) like, and so it was like, yes, Brie Larson's watching. That's, yeah, Yeah. I mean, there's, it's so funny, like how marketing works now. It's like, that will get more people to watch the show yeah. that necessarily wouldn't have then watched it than any commercial a or a billboard in fucking really LA. It really is about, it makes me regret not doing what you said with my reality show of asking my famous friends to just post about it mm-hmm. because it made me realize like that does get me to watch things is when I see someone whose taste I trust or who I'm a fan of is watching something. That's For the sure. biggest endorsement ever. Dude, it was funny. I got recognized at Golf Galaxy. I, <laughs> I went... <laughs> Of course, just as a guy that's on the range. <laughs> that, a guy that's there every day. <laughs> a guy addicted. Like, Do you work funny. here? He's like, you don't have enough money for how much you spend here. And I was like, I know. Um, it was funny, though. I, I showed up right when it was opening at like 9 a.m. And this, so there's a f- 
I'll keep it short, but there's like a famous guy that makes putters named Scotty Cameron, and he makes these special select ones. And so right away, they'll be, they'll jump in value by like double mm. if you could buy one. Right. And next thing I know, I'm on a line. I just was dropping Brenner off at work because her window got knocked out again. That's a whole nother story. Oh my story. God, really? And uh, and I'm in, and next thing I know I'm in line to get a putter. I don't even want the putter. And there's a whole bidding war going on. People are standing in line. It's, it's that 11.99. It makes you want it because it's in demand. Other well, people are wanting it. There's a line, and it's already on the internet for like fifteen hundred dollars. Right. So if you could you buy think one. about the resale, and what? How much does it cost? Six fifty. Oh, okay, so, so double. So, so, anyways, long story short, like the, uh, the there's kids that can't even afford it selling their f- place in line. I'm like, and they're like, "What do you want?" I was like, "I'm just here to get teas. Like, I don't even want to be part. It's just funny oh, to be so like, you weren't trying to. No, get it. I wasn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyways, one of those guys that was in the line to get one <laughs> recognized me, and like was really nice. He wa- he he like really is into the podcast and like w- sweetest dude ever. And then his other buddy came up. You do podcasts. And I was like, yeah. He's like, I don't know who you are. And I was like, I, I'm I not know. even, tri- I'm not even trying to like. It's the I'm Prince Charles thing. Like, you love this, and I want to let you know that you're not as cool as you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm just trying to put. He ended up lot. being a nice guy, but you know, it is. Um, it was just a funny moment of being like caught in a bidding war that you're not even supposed to be in. It's like it's funny to think like if you, like you you go downtown and next thing you know you're in a protest and you're like I'm not even part of this protest. You know what I mean? Like oh these people are protesting abortion. I'm just getting a, a so, like a yes. soda. Sorry, what my, happened? Uh, Chris is entering the building. He's oh. going to be on the show tomorrow, which we're going to tape right after this. Let's get to final thought. Um, so final thought, let's just do top one, bottom one real quick. Today's top one, bottom one, the subject is a party that you've been to. Oh, party man. that you've been to. Okay, the worst party I've ever been to was the one my sister threw in high school at my parents' house when they were out of town. She was a sophomore. No, she was a freshman. I was a junior. Um, she was very popular, and so there were like seniors coming. I was a junior, and there were seniors showing up for like my sister. Mm. And the, it got so out of hand. Too many people found out about it. Everyone showed up. Kids were drinking, stealing my parents' liquor. A guy, a kid, threw up in my parents' bedroom. Like this, like bright red throw up everywhere. Um, my sister left at one point to go get froyo with my friends and left me to deal with the party. I literally slapped her in the face. What? At because the I was party? so mad at her. Yeah, uh, because I just felt like. You are so fucking cur right now, not showing any accountability for this. It is out of control. It's you know that it is. What did she do when you hit her? I mean, I I think like walked out of the room. I mean, it. I don't know if I did hit her or if I wanted to so bad. I remember it almost (laughs) either I did or like I can't remember because it it might as well have happened because Uh. I wanted to so badly. The next morning. Like kids were having sex in bedrooms. I mean, it was insane. And the whole time I'm running around just trying to manage it. And the next day I found uh, my parents like liquor that I was, that I had protected all night long, had been drunk as soon as I went to bed eventually. And I found the empty bottles and I just walked out and was like, how drag this. And then chased kids out of my house down. They ran from me. I chased them with the bottle, holding it, screaming down my street. Literally like from can't hardly wait. Like that girl that, you know, like yes. from the party. That's yes. like, you can't go in, that in the blue dress. Red. I was yes. that girl. Yeah. And my, pa- I cleaned everything up and my parents came back in town and they 
it was really creepy because my dad walked in. He goes, it smells like sex in here. No, he didn't. I swear to God. Teenage. Oh he no. said it smells like sex. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck that meant. Yeah. But he knew something had happened. And then um, they found a, they found a vodka bottle out? cap and okay. that broke open the whole thing. And then, you know, my sister was probably grounded for a day or something. My parents aren't good at enforcing you know, but that was These the worst. That parties, was hell. You can't stop them. I felt because betrayed by my friends. I felt betrayed by my sister. Like yeah. they were like, just went off with my sister to get froyo and left me at this party with all these fucking freshmen and these seniors that were showing up that I was like trying to be cool in front of, but I was also trying to like, man, it was just, it was awful. I mean, what kind of person has a party at their parents' house and then gets fucked up and they're like, yeah, let's keep breaking shit. Like you, it's never I know. fun for the person hosting. Never. Never. Uh, well, you just want to be cool. You of- want like 10 people to like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you want like, you want some recognition. Yeah. And there's always a fight. There's always, always a fight. And I, that's why I was trying to rack my brain to try to think of my parties today. I couldn't think of like my favorite parties because I was like, and then I go, well, think about your birthday parties and think about parties for, and I was like, never has my, like we never. talked about this, any celebration of me, I am not yeah. going to be having the best time as possible because I am worried about everyone else having yes. fun. And, you know, especially if it's at my house, like, and definitely would never have a party at my own house. I mean, that sounds like complete hell. Like Ugh. people just judging my hand towels. I couldn't even handle it. <laughs> um, that's my biggest concern is like the hand towels in the bathroom. They like don't match anything. They're Sometimes you'll find them on the stove hanger, th- like the door. Like yeah. hand towels uh, can go anywhere in my house. And I know that certain women are like, this is the bathroom ones and these are the kitchen ones. God, Nikki they- Glazer really just her hand towels are just really yeah. Like- you should see my hand job. Like mismatch, yeah. What about your favorite party or your least favorite? Well, my least favorite, I guess, is probably in high school when I shit my pants. And was that a party? It was a party in your pants. Yeah, there was a party in there, and everyone died. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I think I've told the story on here before, but just I'm trying to impress like ten of the coolest guys by getting fucked up, mm-hmm. smoking some weed, got a 24-hour virus, shit in my friend's bed. And then they yelled at me while I was naked in the shower, like crying. And uh, I'm like, I'm naked. Don't come in. And then and they then made me sleep on you the You were fu- so worried about getting made fun of at school that Monday. But that Monday, someone no, else shit no, their pants. No, the next weekend. So for about four days, I was shit boy. And, and then, then someone, someone else shit did their it. pants way worse, oh, which was God. the best party I've ever been to because oh that guy saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Anyhow, but yeah. Um, Noah, what's your uh, least favorite party? Okay, least favorite party was at a company that I worked for. And they definitely had a lot of resources and money to throw the employees good holiday parties. But one year, they threw a party for us in like the lobby of the office. And the food that they ordered was like all cold. They had these like cold like meat sticks. And I just remember feeling like, this sucks. So just shitty. realizing you this place doesn't give a fuck about you even when yeah, they're celebrating you it's, it's like one i love time it nikki a year. slapped her sister i shit myself and no one's like this cold, cold meat <laughs> in the lobby i mean honestly her sounds worse <laughs> way worse because honestly it, it, no no there's a lot to it that's the there one really time is. where you're like you know this I, we're gonna celebrate working at this shitty place we're gonna like enjoy each other's company yeah here's the treat it's just there's an like, example of it I, <laughs> there was some um, thing on Reddit that I saw recently of someone that works at Michael's, the, you know, the craft yeah. store. Mm-hmm. It was like, 
employee celebration and it was like a gift and you scratch off to figure out what you want and it says unpaid time off (laughs) (laughs) so it's like it's moments like that where you just go well they give you little treats they just give you little they're like here's a you know free coffee yeah Uh, oh there's ping pong here oh my god i'll live you know i'll fucking die here making an excel spreadsheet So I could play ping pong for an hour. Man, I know? was walking by an office place the other day and just it looked inside and just saw these women wearing these sho- uncomfortable shoes and like these, you know, skirts that they didn't want to be wearing and having to sit at these. Just it's if you work in if you have a SSDJ, yeah. my heart goes out to you. And um, I want to hear about yeah, the, just there must be something nice, though, about being able to leave it there. And I hope that if you do have one of those jobs, you don't have to take it home with you. The stress doesn't come home and you can just like pick it back up when you get there. But oftentimes those things follow you. The best party I ever went to was the premiere party for the movie Snatch that Amy was in with Goldie Hawn. She invited all of us to go. We got to go on the red carpet and then we saw the movie, which was, I I really love that movie. If you haven't seen it with Goldie Hawn, Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, so good. Um, But afterwards, the premiere party, was nice like those parties are always so swanky and like great food that's warm not in the lobby you know like aren't really fake at those parties though (laughs) or you feel like i just i don't feel i don't know la parties do not make me nervous yeah because i just know where i stand and like i'll go on these red carpets this is an example of one of them where rachel and i rachel feinstein and i are there, but we know no one gives a fuck about us. So, I mean, this was so just lean into that five, yeah. six years ago, and like no one knows who I am, and I love that because it's like you just know you know where you stand. You're not trying to be anything you're not. And I would go, Rachel, let's do the red carpet, and then you know usually when you want a red carpet, your publicist follows like in front of you and go and tells the photographers. This is Nikki Glazer. She is the star of this. Or like, the, either if you're the star of it, they know who you are. But if it's like you're just there at the premiere, they'll say she's got this coming up. And then everyone's like, Nikki over here. And they don't even know who you are, but they know because the publicist announced you. And I saw that happening all the time. And I was like, all I need to do is do that for myself. So I'm like, I'm Nikki Glazer. This is Rachel Feinstein. We're the next big things in comedy. We're going to be famous. You're going to want to have photos of us. They're going to be sold at some point. Like just, I mean, and so the the yeah. photographers would laugh, and then yeah. they take a couple photos, and then you get ahead of it. You would just address the obvious. So what happened at the party that was memorable? So then the best part about the party was the after party because Goldie Hawn had Amy and select friends over to her house, and we got to party and sit with Goldie Hawn, Kurt <laughs> Russell in this amazing house, and Kurt's make like mix and drinks, and <laughs> there's great music, and we're just sitting on. I just remember sitting with Goldie Hawn around a fire on their like back porch having a private conversation with Goldie Hawn with you know other people but just being like this is the coolest thing ever and she's treating me like I'm you know Amy always did a good job of making her friends who weren't famous co-mingle with her famous friends in a really seamless way where everyone respected each other you know I met Diane Sawyer through Amy let Diane Sawyer came over to Amy's house one time I'm just in a kitchen talking to (laughs) Diane Sawyer I mean there were just so many examples of that but that was that was one moment where I was like you know I snuck a picture I think you know just to be like mom I'm at Goldie Hawn's house so in terms of like fun I don't remember any of the fun we had but it was just a cool moment yeah what about you pretty good um 
surprisingly, it was for my own birthday, my 30th. My brother threw that surprise birthday. I show up and Are everyone's you all dressed like in medieval times. Oh, yeah, that's right. And everyone's dressed as some kind of medieval thing. One guy is wearing the best thing. He wore a Hoosier, Indiana Hoosier sweater. And he was, oh my God, bo- call back. He was Bobby okay. Knight. <laughs> which so which is oh like, <laughs> bobby knight like the yeah that's good and then one you know my one friend dressed as cute not everyone stuck dress to up script. parties are fun because you know what they take the pressure off because well we're all gonna look stupid we're, yeah we're all dumb and so we go to medieval times and i'm dressed as the king and i take the king spotlight then next thing you know the party we have a drunk bus we go to this one party. My two friends are dressed as the Burger Kings, and my buddy's on the on oh, yeah, the pool with no underwear. Creepy bur- Burger King. Oh my god, gross! <laughs> every- He's riding the bull, and it's going, and you see everyone able to see his dick and balls, and everyone's going, "Oh my!" God. You just see you the see reactions the- of people. <laughs> The king, and I'm in the shower, and everyone's like, dude, did you see the king's Why is it so fun to see people's reactions? There's this video I saw yesterday of this baby Uh, that his mom put eyebrows on him, you know, these fake eyebrows, and the baby's facing the mom, and again, uh, away from the door, and you see the dad get home from, like, a construction job. He's in this, like, neon, like, fucking... Neon. Neon fucking (laughs) sweatshirt, and you see him walk in, and then you see the dad like kind of double take on the baby and just start laughing and it just makes you so happy to like wait for a reaction when someone uh, notices something there's something so gratifying when about you it you see people getting grossed out by something oh i used to always watch reaction videos to two girls one cup like that was yes. that was the yeah. first time where you were like oh this must be bad i mean that's what sagur and them do with that live show yeah it's, like, it's all about reaction, reaction. It's, it's just it, it is good and yeah it was, Noah, it was a crazy night best party so the best party that I could think of um, was on was, the roof of the building that you worked on. Was hot meat. <laughs> we had hot meat. Well, it was... Okay, so um, my friend Roland, he got me and my best friend Rob into the WWE 2K event, which is like the video game that WWE puts out right before SummerSlam. And this is like maybe five years ago. I was so obsessed with wrestling. So we got to like interview wrestlers for a podcast and then there was the after party and um one of the wrestlers her name is sasha banks her cousin or her uncle is snoop dogg so he came out and he was djing and like passing around (laughs) blunts and stuff oh my god and i just remember like having the most fun because i could see wrestlers and they were just talking to everyone and you just like have conversations with wrestlers and they're just and you didn't like feel like you didn't belong. I didn't feel like I didn't belong. I didn't feel like it was work. I didn't feel like I was like yes. a nobody among celebrities, you know, because everyone was just like engaging and just having a good time. Was it weird meeting the wrestlers like in regular Like You see this guy's like X-Pac like in fucking tights and then you see him. Yes. Like, like, hey, how are you? Yes. Oh, how's the cheese? Dress as a knight. Oh, wait. I'm mixing up my parties. <laughs> they look so big on TV or even like seeing them in the ring and yeah. stuff. They just look like figurines, even the the women. So with the exception of Charlotte Flair, who is like six foot three or something like the rest of them but are, they're tiny height or smaller. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing about know. famous I people. They're Hulk always Hogan smaller and fucking, I don't know when he Andre was part the of that one where they wore all black when they became like, there was three of the guys. 
It's the biggest people I've ever seen in my life. Sometimes oh, really? they're e- they're either gigantic or smaller than you. Yeah, than, than you think. that is true. <laughs> I saw a picture of this is the last thing I'll say. Ben Affleck this week. I was looking at paparazzi shots from their wedding that J Lo and Ben got married. Um, ben Affleck is walking down the street with his daughter Violet, who is fifteen, and she is just probably two inches shorter than him. Oh, wow. And I looked up Ben Affleck's height to be like, what is going on here? This, and she looks exactly like Jennifer Garner. Exactly. But she is, and she's wearing flats. She's walking like, uh, with his, her, her arm around him. So like, it's not a depth thing. There's not a depth thing. It's not a Johnny Depp thing. And, (laughs) uh, it was crazy, and I looked it up. He's six two and a half. So she, this girl is six foot at fifteen. Wow. I'm so jealous. I think it's so cool. <laughs> I love a tall lady. Did you see the video of him taking photos with people while no. he's smoking a cigarette? No. I got to show it to you. Really? He is. He's so he's doing the nicest thing ever while being so upset that he has to take oh, photos really? with like, oh, regular yeah. people. Oh really? He's smoking. Is it recent? <laughs> Oh, I thought it was the video know, of him yeah. and everyone's like, like, wow, what a publicist. And then like he's smiling and then all of a sudden you see him just like drop totally it. Sour. Oh, oh, it's that Zoom yeah, end yeah. meeting where your face just, bye guys. Thanks so much. <laughs> okay, good. Drop. All right. So speaking of dropping out, we got to go. Uh, we're going to tape a new podcast that'll be out tomorrow with Chris. So look forward to that. Come see me in Vegas, September 2nd. Go see Andrew August 30th at Zany's in Nashville. Show up. We would love to meet you and see you. And uh, don't be cool. And Jack Jack the Ripper. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your for show. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 